This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're thrilled today to be joined by sort of a brilliant pathologist from the University of Alberta, Dr. Kim Solet. He's going to talk about what he's doing today. He's had a fascinating career and is doing some interesting things. Dr. Solis, can you take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you're doing today? Yeah, so I'm Kim Solaz. I'm a 75-year-old physician, and uh, yeah, the the thing I'm working on today, we're doing a course for academia.edu, and the course has a kind of exciting title, How AI and Blockchain Can Save Humanity from Itself and Soon. <laughs> So how how about that? So that that's about things like climate emergency, nuclear war, colonialism, systemic racism, male aggression, and AI alignment. Machines getting and, smarter than we are. All those and, things. And, and, no, 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 and fantastic. And so how will you know you, you you see this? You know how will humanity save itself from itself? And and you'll have to tell me, you're, you're another famous, famous Canadian, you know, the, the 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson, love or hate. But, but tell us, how do we save humanity from itself? Yeah, well, the, the idea of saving humanity from itself is that in these seven big problems, we don't seem to be fixing them on our own. On the other hand, in uh, late 2020, just about a half a year ago, um, computers solved protein folding entirely. And the important thing about that is that protein folding is more complicated by many orders of magnitude than the seven big problems of the human race that I just mentioned. So I, I, if, I'm, I'm going to slow you down for a second. Sure. Let me Let me just... Yeah. Uh, interject, make sure I'm following. First of all, what is protein folding? And then we're going to come back more slowly on what the seven big problems that the human race faces. Sure. But first, sure. what is protein folding? Well, if, if you think of the, the, the basic things that make us up, that, that make us who we are, those are proteins, and the molecules are quite big, and it's very, very hard to figure out what shape the molecules will end up in from just sort of the formula of the protein. But that shape is very important because things like antibodies rely on shape to sort of match up with things. So once we know shape of a protein, then we, we can get ahead a lot faster in designing drugs and therapies for important diseases and and so on. And it's just too complicated for the human mind to wrap its head around. <laughs> but uh, basically computers have solved it. And so that's not the first thing that they can do better than we can, of course. But it, it, it's kind of exciting then to think about uh, applying those same approaches that solved protein folding to the other things that I mentioned, climate and, emergency. And, and let me ask you a question about the, yeah. the, the, the other seven things. I'm going to get there in a second. 
will the computer be a Democrat or a Republican, or does it not matter? <laughs> I don't think it matters. You see, what is what really matters, like if you and your listeners are just saying, well, this sounds like futurism. The only thing that interests me about futurism is, are we still going to be here? Well, the thing that determines whether we're going to be here is the basic goodness of human beings, right? If that's obvious, then when machines get smarter than we are, they'll make all sorts of accommodation to keep us happy here on Earth. But if, in fact, there's no evidence at all for this basic goodness of human beings, they might just ignore us, and that would be a bad way for the human race to end. Yeah, so that's a kind of simple way to think about all this. Thank you. Tell us, Dr. Soas, what are those seven big problems? So climate emergency or global warming, nuclear war, colonialism or neo-colonialism, I guess, systemic racism, male aggression. If you don't like that, we can make it human aggression, COVID-19 pandemic, and AI alignment. In other words, when... Um, Machines are smarter than us. Are they going to have the same goals we have, or will their goals and our goals come into conflict? That's um, AI alignment. So those are the seven big problems. Magnificent. And so what, what um, machines are for sure smarter than men, but can they be as smart as women? <laughs> Well, you know, women have extra emotional and, and uh, you know, sensory and, and sort of artistic abilities that, 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 that men lack, I think. And, and so, yeah, but I, I think anything that is formulaic, anything that you can explain in sentences and formulas, and that includes most things, Machines will eventually be able to do all those things better than we can. Yeah. And, and, and talk for a moment. You, you're, you're a Johns Hopkins grad at one point. You're this brilliant physician. How did you get involved in this? How did this become your wife's work at this point? Well, you, you probably realize that I'm doing a bunch of things. This is not the only thing that I'm doing, but... Yeah, how, how it became my principal interest had to do with the Banff classification of transplant pathology, which I created uh, 30 years ago in 1991. And um, so that is a matter of generating worldwide consensus um, over 30 years. Well, how do you do that? You can only do that if you're sort of at the cutting edge of communication technology. So in the beginning, that was fax machines, but then, you know, the internet and, and uh, you know, all, all, all the modern uh, technological gadgets that have, have, have assisted me in uh, 
um, generating consensus worldwide. Now, you may wonder about that name, Banff. Why didn't I call it the Kim Solas classification? Well, I think if I had, then there would be competing classifications, maybe a whole bunch of them. But since I gave it kind of a neutral name, because as you may know, the town of Banff is one of the most beautiful places in the world, but it's not big enough to have a medical school. And so it's kind of a neutral place where people can go and 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 enjoy themselves. And because of that, the whole world has you know, embraced that as a name for the classification. And at the present time, there is no competition. So, well, magnificent. Let me ask you a different question. Now, I've skied at Mount Tremblant, which is on the other side of Canada. Hmm? Banff Whistler versus Mount Tremblant in, in, in Upper Quebec. Which is more beautiful? Which is better? Any thoughts there? <laughs> well, it it depends on what you like, I guess. But I, I think that the Canadian... Rockies, uh, the the only thing that maybe comes close to that is the uh, the Alps in uh, Europe. So it's sort of between those two. The Alps, of course, have a lot more human history. Here our human history doesn't go back the hundreds and hundreds of years that it does in, um, in the Alps. Yeah. Well, 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 fascinating. And so uh, talk to us a little bit more about like, if AI takes over trying to solve these problems, I mean, will we, I mean, we, sh- we should be able to figure out how to solve cl- climate change, but we sort of need a lot of people on the same page just to protect the ozone layer to figure out how to do it. Is this going to be a kind of thing like solving the ozone layer where ultimately a machine comes up with a solution or a spray that we could spray on the ocean layer around the whole world to improve the ozone layer, or do we have to stop polluting? Well, I, I think there, there, there are lots of different components of a successful solution, and um, AI can work along with us, you know. Um, and in so doing, they will solve this AI alignment problem as they get more and more used to working with humans and become convinced of what good creatures we are, then our future is sort of assured, right? Because then they'll keep wor- working along uh, in, in a direction that serves human interests. And um, as new challenges come up, they'll be able to solve those for us too. And, and Dr. Solas, I guess another question is, in, in these famous movies like RoboCop or Terminator, at, at some point, the machines get so smart that they, do, they themselves become bad actors. What's the risk of these machines becoming bad actors, or is it more just a, you know people programming them to become bad actors? Or, or do we have to worry about in, the machines taking over the world at some way, point? You'll, you'll probably laugh at this, but they're kind of like our children, right? They are our children in the sense that we created them. They're a product of ours. And so we can shape that. You know, if we're good people, we can make good machines. If, 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 uh, 
we are inherently bad and biased ourselves, then we will create bad and biased machines. So <laughs> you come right down to it, it, it's sort of our fault, whatever, whatever happens, I would say. But right. if you think, what, what would it take to reinforce this idea of the basic goodness of human beings? Wouldn't it take a good newscast? Now, you know that young people and famous people, celebrities, almost 0% of them listen to the news currently. So what about a whole different kind of newscast for young people, by young people, and if they did it right, all those uh, celebrities that don't listen to the news either, they would also listen. And what would this newscast emphasize? It would emphasize sort of timeless content, you know, the things that are working well in the world and have worked well for a long time and that we should celebrate, stuff, stuff like that rather than the new bad things that happen. Like if you listen to the news today and then say, did this convince me of the basic goodness of human beings? You say uniformly, no. But, you know, a different kind of uh, newscast could be uplifting and actually improve. And, the, and, the and it's a fascinating question. You, but it's a fascinating question you raise because the reality is news is so ratings driven and unfortunately what drives the ratings there's an old adage in in you know in um journalism if it bleeds it leads you know and that's one part of it and then the other thing that's happened with the huge you know news outlets is they've taken a position they're, they're partisan one way or the other so everything's driven whether it's fox or cnn or msnbc right. it's driven through a narrative but, and it, so but it's all the news failed enterprise because most people don't watch it, particularly the people who are most part of the future, which are young people, they don't watch it. And news, newsworthy people don't listen, don't watch the news. <laughs> we, so don't, it, we don't disagree it, with you, but just dealing with the situation that's out there, we don't disagree with you that it's bad and it's bad and it's awful. We just do recognize that it is the current reality. I mean, obviously, you've got this magnificently positive view, which is just a pleasure to listen to. Let me ask you a question. I started to touch on it earlier. As a as another famous Canadian, Jordan Peterson fan or not a fan? I'm I'm not too much of a fan. No. Uh, yeah. You don't have to overly answer. I'm just curious. I don't mean in the. I, you don't have to answer that. I was just curious because he he's got a fascinating perspective on everything. Like him or not, he's got perspectives on everything, and it's yeah. it's uh you know some things I disagree with him vehemently, some things I agree with him, but it's just fascinating to listen to. He's but got now, strong opinions on everything. Your line of questioning suggests that there can be only one news, and that I'm not I'm trying to change it. I'm I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying there would be a completely different competing product that people who don't listen to the news or watch it now would actually take active part in. And if that could also ensure that we uh, stay here on the earth for, for a long while and live here happily. So it, it and Oh when, when yeah, no, I'm not suggesting there's only one kind. I, I, I love the idea. What happens is, I mean, and, and, you know, 
blame it on whatever you want to blame it on. You know, the news plays in a in a bit of a ratings game, in a bit of a partisan game, and they, you know, very bright people, not trying to do the right thing, but trying to figure out who's going to listen to what. And so, so much of it is driven by whether listeners, viewers will watch it. I, I'm not suggesting at all that you're wrong. I love the idea. I think that, you know, so many things now between social media and the news become far more inflamed than they have to be because that's what draws yeah. listeners and ratings. I think it's bad. I'm not, I'm yeah. not, but I agree with ratings you, would but, I'm, be but I'm dealing with what I see today. Different. You would reinvent everything. This good news cast for young people by young people would also have new uh, ratings uh, mechanisms and, you know, just just re reimagine the whole thing and get back to the point where young people look forward to watching or listening to the news and, you know, celebrities too. A hundred percent. Dr. Solis, what a pleasure to visit with you. What a, what a great perspective on the world. I appreciate you joining us so much. How do people learn more about Dr. Kim Solis? Well, my company is justmachines.com, J-U-S-T-M-A-C-H-I-N-E-S.com. And uh, there's quite a bit of information there. And um, I'm also pretty easy to find on YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn and all those usual social media platforms, as well as through my institution, the University of Alberta. And there's even a Wikipedia page, which is getting bigger. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, all those things. Fantastic. Just a great pleasure to visit with you, Dr. Solis. Thank you for taking the time today. Just Machines and Dr. Kim Solis, famous pathologist and leader at University of Alberta. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit You're with us on the Becker's Healthcare welcome. Podcast. Okay. Take care. Have a good day. Bye-bye.